Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Jared Aragon, and uh, welcome back to the Free to Be podcast. And we're actually in the middle of a series, nearing the end of a series, actually, of the fear of God. And uh, the other two weeks, we talked about what it was, why we should fear, how we get it, what we should do with it, and what it does for us. And so this week, we're going to be kind of addressing what the fear of the Lord isn't, and I want to address a possible elephant in the room for some of you, which it was uh, a huge elephant in the room for me when I was trying to figure out what the fear of the Lord is in my life. And so guys, we're going to hop right in and uh, just addressing the possible elephant in the room, like I said, uh, which for me, when I was reading the fear of the Lord at first, I just, the verse in the back of my head that just kept like pulling my mind, it said, the Bible, like the Bible says that there's no fear in love and the perfect love casts out fear. And when I read this, I was like, okay, well, if perfect love casts out fear, then how is there that fear-love combo that I was talking about? And remember what I said earlier, that love won't be complete without fear. It's that fear-love combination. And what made me question at first was actually a big piece in why we don't fear other things. Because it's true. We should not fear anything but God. Because there is no fear in love, but if there's no fear in love, then why fear God, right? Well, let's just go back. And we could say that love completes fear and fear completes love, right? Because if it's that two combination and that one won't be complete without the other, then obviously love has to complete fear and fear has to complete love. So if completed love or perfect love derives from fear, then we can go to say that fear is the beginning of driving out fear. And you're thinking like, well, love drives out fear, Jared. Yes, but think about it. I'm afraid of spiders. Well, God is bigger than spiders, so shouldn't I fear the greatest of the two? And since God is bigger than spiders, I fear him. But since he loves me, I don't have to fear them at all. See, fear cannot drive out fear alone. If I feared God but didn't know his love, I would fear God and spiders because I would fear the bigger of the two but also fear the smaller of the two because I'm still afraid. But since God is bigger, uh, and I fear him, and since but since he loves me, I don't have to fear spiders at all because I know that he's going to protect me because he loves me. It's that fear-love combo again, guys, that says I don't have to fear like spiders or snakes or whatever it may be because God is way bigger than spiders, one. And two, he loves me so much, so why should I even fear spiders at all? And so, guys, if you have a fear... And I'm talking like a, a legitimate fear, like not of spiders. Not that spiders aren't a legitimate fear. Trust me, I'm so afraid of spiders. <laughs> but then I would say that we don't yet have the full fear of God. Because think about it. If we fear something, say, if I feared the calling on my life, then I could come to the conclusion that I don't fear God. Because if I feared God, I would realize that he's big enough to complete my calling in my life a thousandfold. But if I don't fear God, I limit God and I say, well, God, you're not able to do this in my life. And therefore, I fear my calling that you have given me because I'm not able to do the things that you have called me to. See, some of us have been afraid of some things in our lives and expected love to drive it out without having a stem of fear. Well, how can we expect to lose fear from a God who loves us if we don't understand how big he is. See, if I feared spiders and perfect love drives out fear, I know that God loves me, but what if God isn't bigger than spiders? Then then what then, you know? Like, I'm still afraid of, like, yeah, God loves me, but I'm still afraid. 
see, so that's why I think a lot of the fear of the Lord derives from how big God is. Like, get this. I fear heights. Well, God is higher than heights. I fear the ocean. Well, God is deeper than the ocean. I fear death. Well, God conquered death and death lost its sting. See, don't fear your fears. Fear the one who conquered your fears and rendered them useless. And know that that same God loves you. And because he loves you, he's going to protect you from anything you could possibly imagine. And so guys, now I'm going to transition into what the fear of the Lord is not. Because there's there's four main types of fear that I think we can get confused with how we fear God in that way. So the four types of fear are uh, natural fears, demonic fears, religious fears, and the fear of man. So natural fears are like what I was kind of referencing, referencing to earlier was like spiders and snakes. And um, demonic fears like being tormented, uh, feeling bondage, and then feeling suppressed. Religious fear is fear of the rules of God. And the fear of man is like when you care more about people's opinions than you do God's. And so for natural fears, it's kind of obviously put that um, we should not fear uh, anything because the perfect love drives out fear, right? And this could be said for all of them. But demonic, religious, and uh, the fear of man are kind of different from the natural fear. They have more um, kind of sustenance to them. And so the demonic fear is being tormented, feeling bondage, and feeling suppressed. And so, guys, Romans 8.15 says, The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Then 1 John 4.18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And so guys, demonic fear is actually something that I've personally dealt with in the past, just kind of being a, like afraid of different things that I've heard about or different, thing, different stories that I've heard about. But then when I finally realized how big God was in all of that, and that he loves me so much as to protect me from anything that could ever try to harm me or go at me. I realized that I should not be timid about it. I should not be fearful about any of that. Because the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power. It gives us power in Jesus' name. and gives us love because we know who loves us and we know how much he loves us. And it gives us self-discipline. And so that perfect love, when we truly understand how much God truly loves us, which derives from fearing God, drives out that fear because fear has to do with punishment, it says in 1 John 4.18. So if we realize that we are not punished because of his love, that is that perfect love. And so the one who fears is not made perfect in love because if we fear something, then that means we don't really know how much he truly loves us. Because if we did, we wouldn't have to fear at all. And again, Romans 8.15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. So we know that the spirit that God gave us does not make us slaves to fear. We don't have to be suppressed by these demonic uh, things anymore. We don't have to because God gave us his spirit. And the spirit we received brought us to adoption to sonship and to be sons and daughters of Christ. And by that, we call 
on God and we say, Abba, Father. And because of that, if you think about a father, the father is supposed to protect and be there when when certain things are coming at you. Like I think about like if I was a father, like I would not let anything happen to my children or any bad things come at them. And the same thing applies with God. Like when we truly understand how much God loves us and cares for us and wants to protect us, like we don't have to fear any kind of demonic activity at all. And guys, when I realized that, like all of it was just gone. I realized how much authority I had in Jesus' name and nothing, like nothing can come, nothing can touch me. Nothing can touch a hair on my head because my God is my father and he loves me so much. And the same thing, guys, applies to each and every one of you. And so next is the religious fear, the fear of the rules of God. I mentioned this before. It says Isaiah in, it says in Isaiah 29, 13, it says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. And so, guys, this isn't worshiping in fear. This is worshiping based on rules and what we know we have to do and because we know about the rules we're afraid that if we don't obey them that God will love us less but that is not the case guys this love is not based on works and even it says that in multiple verses but guys we shouldn't be afraid of the rules of God we shouldn't be we shouldn't have to be afraid of like oh well I I have to obey this this uh, commandment of God or else he's gonna forsake me or I have to be uh, afraid of him because of it no, guys, like fearing God isn't about that. Fearing God is more realizing how much he loves us. Like it brings us to love, but fearing religion does not bring us into love. It brings us into condemnation. Because if think about it. If we fear religion, if we fear God's rules, then we're afraid that he will condemn us. But he said himself he will not condemn those who obey his rules, and he does not give us a spirit of condemnation. He gives us a spirit of love, power, and sound mind. We do not have to be afraid of God's condemnation when we accept him into our lives and realize how much he truly loves us. Religious fear is something that the enemy uses so many times to try to get us away from the love of God because if we truly understand how much God loves us, then we don't have to be afraid of religion because God is not a religious God. He is a relational God. Holy Spirit is a relational spirit. Jesus is a relational man. He's the Son of God who came down so that we might have a relationship with God. So it's never been about religion, God. It's always been about relationship. And this is one of the tactics the enemy uses. He tries to make us think that it is about religion and that we should fear the rules of God. But that is not the case at all, guys. It is nothing that we can do, but it is a gift from God. And a gift that is given from God, like this gift, we couldn't earn it. We could not deserve it. We don't deserve it. And therefore, that casts out all of what religion says. That says we have to do something to get in heaven. Or we have to do something to be loved. But God said, no, I love you no matter what you do. I love you no matter what you think that you, what you, what rules you think that you have to obey to get my love. Like you don't need to do all that you just need to love me for who I am and I love you for who you are and guys because of that if we love God like that and we fear God how we were talking about then we don't fear the rules of God we fear God and therefore obey his rules the fear of God leads to obedience and that just casts out the the entire 
argument of religious fear. And guys, the next one is the fear of man. It's caring more about people's opinions than God's opinion of you. Proverbs 29.25 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So guys, if we trust God, we are kept safe because we trust in who he has made us to be, and we trust that no matter who or what comes against us, like God will keep us safe, and we just trust him in that way. And uh, even before I mentioned, like, Jesus says, don't fear man, but fear God, because man is able to kill body, yeah, but man cannot take away what he never gave you. See, God gave you life. He cannot take a, Man cannot take away that life that God has given you, because that life you have is eternal. So why should you, why should you fear someone who tries to take away something that they, they never gave you? They can't take it away because they never gave it to you. And so the fear of man proves to be a snare because we get kind of trapped in this little bubble of like, well, they can do this to me or they can do that to me, so I, I won't do this or I can't do that. But guys, God says you can do all things through my son who gives you strength. And so guys, why should we even be afraid of man? Like, why should we care about what other people think of us when we know that God loves us with an everlasting love? See guys, the judgment of man is completely based on literally nothing. Like, the judgment of man, if somebody came and judged me and said, like, well, you're doing this, this, and this wrong, but my God says, no, you need to do this, this, and this, then why should I fear that person? Why should I fear what they care about me if I know who God has made me to be and I know what I should do for God and that what I'm doing for God pleases him? And that's why the disciples went about so many towns and, and uh, all these places and said, like, here's the gospel, and they started preaching the gospel and sharing it with everybody and making disciples of all nations, and they didn't fear man because what man did, like man could never judge them or do anything to them that would be meaningful towards them. Like man couldn't do anything to them that would affect their life or their eternal life. And that's why the disciples understood that the fear of man is not the fear of the Lord. And so guys, these are the four different fears, and they are are completely different from the fear of the Lord because the fear of the Lord says, I was supposed to be condemned, but I am loved. But all of these different fears actually lead to condemnation. Natural fear, if you fear things of this world, or you fear heights or depths or whatever it may be, those things lead to condemnation because you're worried that you're going to lose something that God has given you and the things that God has given you is eternal. And demonic fear leads to condemnation because it suppresses you to the point of like, you're just immobilized and you're not able to do anything. But God says, no, you can do all things in my name and you have authority in my name and you don't have to fear those things at all because you don't have to be shy, but you are powerful and you have love and you have self-discipline. And my love drives out that fear. My love for you drives out that fear. And that's what God is crying out to us is that his love drives out the fear that, that these uh, demonic things can attack us or do things to us like no guys we have authority over that and they cannot touch us in Jesus name because Jesus has covered us with his blood and his protection and then religious fear condemns us because we're afraid that God will condemn us if we don't obey his commands and obey his rules it's like no guys that's not God's heart at all like he give he gave us his son he gave us the gift of salvation it's nothing that we could ever do and because of that, like, we love God and we fear God and we obey his rules 
just automatically because we love God and out of love for him and reverence for him. And therefore, we don't need a religion anymore, but we have a relationship with God and therefore obey his commands. So we don't have to be condemned by that fear. And then the fear of man is the fear of like judgment and then condemnation on our lives of other people. But we don't have to be afraid of that because they can't take away what they never gave us. They can't take away titles that they didn't give us. We are called sons and daughters of God. They can never take that away from you. Ever. That is eternal. Everlasting. And we don't have to feel condemnation when we think about those things. Because we know that God has not condemned us but loved us and sent his son to set us free. And whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. And the word indeed implies that there is nothing can stand, nothing that can stand against that freedom. And so guys, those are the four types of fear and how the fear of the Lord counteracts that and kind of breaks that down. And guys, this really concludes the, uh, the, the entire fear of the Lord series. Guys, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you got something out of it. But definitely seek it for yourselves like... This is not something, like it said, like it cannot be taught by man, but it is taught by God and through his spirit. And so guys, really seek it for yourselves and seek the fear of the Lord in your own life. And don't take it from me. Like go read these verses personally and ask Jesus like, all right, Jesus, like how do I fear God and how should I fear God? And what does the fear of the Lord mean? And guys, when you ask, like you will receive. And man, it is so great. And it really is a new level of love. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this series. If you have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to comment or uh, message us through social media, any of the uh, social media platforms that we're a part of, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any of those. Just feel free to comment, ask us questions, and we'll get to you as soon as possible and try to answer as many questions that you have as we can. Guys, with that being said, this concludes the Fear of the Lord series. Hope you guys enjoyed Remember to get your freedom, get your fullness, receive it, and run. Y'all have a blessed day.